Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of The Spilled Tea. I am your host, Emmy Morgan. And full disclosure, um, so Kyle actually has his own podcast with his other, with another friend of his, which I didn't know at the time that I restarted this. Totally fine. I love him. I am trying to find it online. Um, he doesn't really post about it, but I'm trying to find it online because I love and support him, and he's still one of my good friends. And yeah, so. Dallas will be making a return here and there. He's not consistent just because he has a life, and I don't. Um, <laughs> but that's totally fine. Um, so most of the time, I'll probably be hosting alone. Uh, my other friends, unfortunately, they also have lives, too. I'm the only one without a life. Um, I will be getting my friend James and also my other friend Ian on at some point whenever their schedule allows. But most of the time, these podcasts are just going to be me spewing, unless you would like to call in and host one of these days with me. That's totally fine. I don't mind a a guest co-host at all. Um, So today, we're just going to be talking about just a hodgepodge of different things going on. one of them I'd like to, well, first off, I'd like to start off and say happy holidays to everybody, whether you celebrate Kwanzaa, Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate, happy Christmas Kwanzaa. Um, I hope that you enjoy your holiday season with your family. I feel like this year especially, um, kind of, it's more up than last year, but it's still down from when I was a kid, at least. Um, And even when I was a teenager. And I feel bad about that. I just actually watched, um, I had this holiday season pass that I bought for $15 at Regal Cinema. Shout out to Regal Cinema. And every um, Saturday this month, from the 1st until yesterday, actually, they had one holiday movie that you could see. The first one was Polar Express, um, December 1st. December 8th was A Christmas Story. December 15th was National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And December 22nd, which was this past Saturday, was Elf. So I only actually made it to two of the four because it's at Regal Cinema, Fenway, 12 p.m., and it's hard for me to get there, especially when I have other things that I actually was doing on the Saturday. Saturdays are my days to go out, um, grocery shop, do overtime at work. So it's kind of hard for me to be in Fenway, Boston by 12. I I made it twice, but the other two times I wasn't able to make it, so... I'm really, really, really glad I made it to a Christmas store because 
it was in 1983, and I get to I didn't get to see it when it was released in '83 in the theater, and I have this experience of um, not an experience. I have this like not fetish, maybe it's an obsession that I have to see things in the theater that I didn't get to see when I was a kid. So as an adult, like I went to see Die Hard. Um, yeah, it's just, I, I saw Grease. That was amazing. Seeing Grease re-released, and it's the original Grease, seeing Grease re-released in the theater was so amazing because the energy of the crowd, we were singing every song. We didn't care if we were singing off key. Uh, we, we were reciting words. It was like watching the movies with my best friends. That's what it felt like because we were just all enjoying it and having a ball. And that was the first movie that I saw be released. And then I saw Die Hard. And then I saw, I tried to see West Side Story, but something happened with the projector or whatever. I really don't care for that movie. And I know that that's um, not nice to say, but because it's a classic or whatever. Um, but I really didn't care for that movie at all when I saw it the first time. So I'm not really sad that I didn't get to see it. But, yeah, that's my thing, going to the movies and seeing different movies that were um, that weren't in the theaters as I'd become an adult, I guess. I, I don't know. Re-releases, that's my thing. So, yeah, so that was good. Um, and then I saw Aquaman, which was such an amazing movie. And it's funny because my friends were calling it Wet Thor. One of my friends said, oh, it's Wet Thor, you know? Okay. So the nerd in me is going to come out, and I'm going to get really sassy. Thor is a god from another planet. He has a whole race of people. They come down to Earth, and... They fight on Earth. They fight at Asgard. And Thor is, he wants to be king of Asgard. He wants to be the leader. He's pissed that he's not. And so the difference between that and Aquaman is that Arthur Curry wants nothing to do with Atlantis. He's okay with having his powers. He's okay with saving people. He wants nothing to do with Atlantis. He would rather be a human. His mother comes from Atlantis. Um, or is it Atlantis? No, it's Atlantis. Comes from Atlantis, meets his dad, who's a lighthouse keeper. They fall in love. They have Arthur. But what happens is the Atlantean... An Atlantean that she was supposed to be married to tells her she has to come back because she was running away from Atlantis. She has to come back to Atlantis. So guards send for her, and she feels like the only way that Arthur is ever going to be is if she goes back to Atlantis. So he hates Atlantis for because now he's going back to Atlantis, but his mother never came back for his dad and him. So he hates Atlantis because he feels like Atlantis has killed his mom. Okay, completely different from Thor. Like, light years different from Thor. And so 
I think it's just hilarious in our society where we say things and people just like take it because it's funny, but they don't actually think about it. And I want people to think more about things. You know, like a Bible thumper saying, oh, God created Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. You're absolutely right. God created Adam and Eve. But he also created Lilith. Who the hell is Lilith? Well, Lilith is Adam's first wife. What happened was, Adam was married to Lilith. He asked her to come to the Garden of Eden. She said no. Left him. He created Eve from his rib. Called her his wife. They had three sons. They had three daughters. The children procreated with each other. Do you get my drift? God may not have created Adam and Steve, but Adam and Eve created incest. They created selfishness, and Adam is a polygamist. So don't come for me and tell me that gay is wrong, that trans is wrong, and we're all sinners. If you are going to be the judge of me, then your house must be perfect. You must have never lied. You must have never overeaten. You must have never had premarital sex because those are all sins. So if I'm going to have a baby, you come in right with me. I'll save you a seat on the bus. I hate when people say stuff and don't do the research. It drives me bonkers. And sometimes they're just doing it to be funny. But other times they're dead serious and it just, it irks my soul. Um, so please, 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 people, if you're going to say stuff, make sure you have your research down because I wanted to be a lawyer when I was a kid. And I researched the hell out of everything. I try to do as much research as I can before I do a news post. You know, I try to do, like, there was just one thing. Another thing. Um, oh, this, this drove me nuts. So there's a GoFundMe for, it's called We the People. So Trump, when he, I hate saying his name, 45, when he campaigned for president in 2016, from 2014 to 2016, he specifically stated, I'm going to build a wall and Mexico is going to pay for it. This is high priority. Mexico will pay. And that's that. And Mexico's like, bitch, no, we ain't. We ain't paying for shit. He became president, and everyone chanted, wall, 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 wall. Okay. Mexico said, recently, I will pay $800 an hour to have a psychiatrist evaluate your president because he's batshit crazy. We're not paying for a wall. Shove it up your ass, Trump. So he says... So Trump says, well, if Mexico is not going to pay for the wall, then the taxpayers have to. And the government was like, bitch, no, you said, you specifically said Mexico would pay for it. It was a waste of their money, but it's not going to be a waste of ours. And he's like, well, I'm shutting down the government then. If you guys don't do what I want, I'm going to shut down the government. But let me tell you something. He thinks he's slick. I personally believe he said that 
because he thought that Mueller's investigation on him would be shut down. Little did this fool know, shutting down the government will not shut down a federal investigation, especially the Department of Justice, which is independently funded, basically. There's like a specific budget for that department that is always going to be funded. So Mueller's investigation is still going on. Meanwhile, this idiot shut down the government, but they have to go to work anyway. So it's the weirdest thing. Um, They're not getting paid, but they have to go to work. Whatever. Um, It makes absolutely no sense. But, yeah, um, it's just hilarious that his followers were all about Mexicans, and Mexicans are stupid, and they're, they're this, that, and the other thing. But then when it comes to border patrol or border security, they're all about, oh, border security, right, we, we should pay for it. And the taxpayers are not going to pay for it. The majority of taxpayers don't want to pay for it. So these people called We the People decided to do a GoFundMe. The GoFundMe, let me just check what it's at now. Um, it is supposed to, it wants to raise a billion dollars, right? So this is hilarious. So far, it's made $15 million in six days. Let me repeat that. Of the $1 billion goal, in six days, it's raised $15.9 million between 261,000 people. That's 261 racist people. Why I say they're racist is because of this very thing. These people are sitting here stating that they are going to raise money for border patrol, yet there are people around the world that are still, well, not not even around the world. Let's not even talk about around the world. Let's talk about Let's just talk about America. There are people in America that still don't even have anything. Um, I'm looking right now at, I Googled Flint, and the people of Flint still are struggling with water, clean water. I'm looking at this one. Their goal is $12,000. They've raised $2,475 in six months. $15.9 million for a border wall. And the designs of the border wall, I don't know what they're going to look like. But so other people, um, shout out to my, my social media sister. I call her that. Um, her name is Charlotte. She is such an amazing person. I love her to death. Her name is Charlotte, and she is probably one of the sweetest people you'll ever want to meet, Charlotte Clymer. Um, She's a trans woman. I actually, uh, one of my friends told me to follow her on Twitter. We um, ended up following each other on Twitter, 
right before she transitioned and since she's just blossomed. I just love seeing her, her journey. Um, she's so amazing. So amazing. Um, yeah, she had heard somebody on Twitter joked about it with her. So she decided to start the, um, start organizing it. So yeah, their goal is a hundred million. And in three days, they've raised 134,000. Um, it's called ladders to get over Trump's wall. It's a metaphor. It's not actual ladders. So this goes back to my point. People are going online saying, oh, it's illegal for you to do a GoFundMe for ladders to scale a wall. It's so illegal. They're not reading it. When she means ladders, she went over everybody's head, which is kind of ironic that it's called ladders. The donations from this GoFundMe will go directly towards things, towards different organizations that will help people. Let me just read it. We saw some folks are raising money for a border wall to keep our migrant siblings and fellow humans who are fleeing violence and persecution and whose tragically underpaid labor is, being a, is essential to the U.S. economy. Seems like a bad idea on countless levels of, for people, everyone involved. Maybe we should focus on human rights and creating a community that reflects our supposed value. America is called land of the free, home of the brave. Yet, when people come here to escape really horrible situations, we try to tell them no. Isn't that what this country is founded on? We had Native Americans that were here happily grazing and doing all of their stuff, and English people came over here, savagely killed them, took their land, and now are saying, nope, nobody else can come in here. Are you out of your fucking mind? That is awful to say that. If you can come over here, so can everybody else. Um, so if you look up um, Google Ladders on GoFundMe, I will send out the tweet as well. Um, again, this is a metaphor. It's a metaphor, and this will actually go to all funds raised will go to the Refugee and Immigration Center for Education and Legal Services a Texas-based 501c3 nonprofit agency that promotes justice by providing free and low-cost legal services to underserviced immigrant children, families, and refugees. Again, not actual ladders, metaphorical ladders. I'm going to send this out so that everybody can donate. I pray that you guys donate because this is such, this is a much more important campaign than um, donating to a border wall. And just to let you know, people that are donating to border walls, the government can accept any donation you want to make, absolutely. But they can't accept it for a border wall. They can accept it for things such as reducing the national deficit, but not for a project that a misinformed president comes up with, number one. 
Number two, I did find out that any proceeds that, that comes up, the reason why this smart man, um, okay, he's totally crazy. I get that. He's totally insane. But for some reason, I have the biggest attraction, like physical attraction to him. I don't know why. His name is Brian Kalev. I don't even know how to pronounce his name. I don't really care. He's a psycho. Um, here's why. No, he's not a psycho. I take that back. He's an opportunist. He cre- He's the leader of the We the People. And I found out that he actually gets a percentage of whatever is raised as well as GoFundMe gets their percentage. So he doesn't care if it actually gets, you know, goes through. He doesn't care if it actually gets to the federal government. He gets a cut. And these people that keep donating, they don't realize that. They don't realize that this guy is making money off of their, off of them. This is their hard-earned money. I, you know what? 261,000 racists. I don't support them. I don't believe in them. But I will say, everybody in this country has worked hard for the money, except for, you know, Trump and some of the other elitists. I guarantee you that these these 261 people, 261,000, sorry, people, are people that are average Americans, hardworking. They felt misguided and they they believed in Trump, so they they figured, let me just do something to help this this guy. But they are so misguided. They're taking all of their hard do- and I'm seeing like some of the donations are hundred dollars. Like it's holiday season. Why are you donating to this? I don't understand. Anyway, let me get off the po- political because I'm not a politician at all, but I will be sending out that tweet for my girl, Charlotte. I love her. Hi, Charlotte. You're amazing. Um, let's get on to a lighter top, some lighter topics that I wanted to talk about. Um, uh, some, let's t- talk about some movies. You know, I did see, like I said yesterday, I saw... Um, Aquaman, and I also saw, um, oh my God, I'm blanking out on the holiday movie I just mentioned. Um, oh, Elf. And I have to say, seeing these movies uninterrupted at the movie theater is such a different experience than watching them at home, where I can pause it, where there's a commercial. It's just so different, and I enjoy the movie more. I also saw this movie called Bird Box. So yesterday, um, when I went to do overtime, my um, co-worker who is, she hasn't, she loves Netflix. She's always on Netflix. She mostly watches movies because she can't, you know, stomach, or she doesn't have the attention span for a series and watching different series. So she told me about this movie called Bird Box. And I looked it up and it's, um, a, so it used, it's a book. And it's about a woman, post-apocalyptic, a woman played by Sandra Bullock. She has two kids. And they are running from their home to a boat going on the river. And the river is going to take them somewhere. I don't want to tell you where, but it's going to take them somewhere. There's a whole backstory. And that's the present day. 
the kids are on the boat on the river with Sandra. Now, here's the tricky part. She tells them that they have to wear blindfolds and they cannot speak. She said if they take off their blindfolds, she will beat them. And so all three of them have blindfolds on. She, they're holding on to her. She's holding on to a string as she walks down towards the boat. They have supplies and everything. It's such a good movie. So the, the story behind it, without giving any, any spoilers, because I hate giving away spoilers, um, if you look, there's something on Earth right now. Well, at that time. There's something on Earth. And if you look at that being, whatever it is, it'll force you to kill yourself. And sometimes the creatures will force you to convince other people to look so that they can kill themselves. So that's the whole premise of the movie. It's really well done. It reminds me of A Quiet Place with blindfolds and told much better because I hated A Quiet Place. I hated it. Hated it. Um, Yeah, I did not like A Quiet Place at all. Um, But I like John Krasinski. I like Emily Blunt. I just didn't like the combination in this movie. So, yeah. Um, Very good movie. Very good movie. Um, I will say it was one of those movies where you don't want to miss anything. So I literally just watched the movie. I didn't do anything else. And another little surprise there, I have to say, I'm not, I've never, never, ever, ever been into tall, skinny guys. <laughs> but for some reason, Machine Gun Kelly, he's looking kind of cute. He's looking kind of cute. And he's got a little booty, which is so shocking because he's super skinny, but he's got kind of a big butt for a skinny kid. Um, yeah, he did a good job in the movie. And, um, oh, I can't remember her name. I think her name is Rosa Salazar. I think that might be her name. I'll have to look it up. But she's in it, and she's the girl that plays Alita Battle Angel. Like, uh, the motion capture version. So it's her, but they, like, did, she has the whole motion capture all of, uh, suit all of her body. So um, check that out. It's a really good movie. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I'll have to check out Alita, too, because that just looks so good. Um, another movie, I actually have 15 minutes left. I almost was late for this podcast because I was watching it. It's called Under the Silver, Silver Lake with Andrew Garfield, who is such an amazing actor. And I didn't know he was actually um, British and American. He was born here in Los Angeles. Well, here. I'm not in Los Angeles. He was born in the U.S. He was born in Los Angeles, lived there for three years of his life. Then his family moved to um, Great Britain, where his mother was born and raised. So. Yeah, it's a trippy movie. It reminds me of <laughs> um, a white version of Sorry Not to Bother You, or Sorry to Bother You. Not, There's no not, sorry. Sorry to Bother You, the movie with um, 
Lakeith Stanfield and um, Tessa Thompson and Army Hammer, which was such a good movie. But it reminds me of that movie because it's just like a trippy, um, Mulholland Drive type of movie. It's really good, though. Andrew Garfield is, like, positively awkward, and I just love it. He's his best when he's awkward. And I was, like, reading up on him. He's actually, he's talented, but he's actually really, really adorable. My favorite movie of his, aside from the Spider-Man movie, is um, both Spider-Man movies. And he does his thing. (laughs) I have to send out the meme. Um, He does his thing where he's talking Peter Parker was saying, like, Mary Jane, let's go. Let's just go. The way he did it was just, like, so cute. But um, Hacksaw Ridge, if you have a chance, please go, please watch that movie if it's on Redbox or whatever. Such a good movie. He did an amazing job. He got nominated for an Oscar for it. It was a really good movie. Um, I'm trying to think of any other movies that I've seen. I started watching Sabrina... Um, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix. I feel like, so when I watch the new version of Charmed, I love it. And I started watching the old version of Charmed. So I see the like subtle hints of the two. But if I had just seen the original, or excuse me, if I just seen the new version, I wouldn't feel thrown off. I feel like I'm missing something with this Sabrina. Like, every time I watch it, I feel like, what am I missing? Like, am I missing something? Because it's like, I don't know. I just feel like I'm not getting something. It, it's not pulling me in. It, the episodes feel super long. Like, I feel like I'm watching, like, three episodes in one. They just feel super long. I'm not a fan. I might continue watching it just because um, <laughs> I I get bored and I just, you know, watch things, put them in the background sometimes. But, yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't really like it, to be honest with you. I might stop, actually. Um, yeah. Oh, and another movie to watch. I don't know if I said this before. Um, I may have, but Christmas Chronicles with Kurt Russell on Netflix, such a cute movie. It's like a movie that you could watch every single year and it'd be like a traditional Christmas movie. Such a good movie. Um, definitely watch that. Um, I'm trying to think of any other movies that are out right now. Hmm. No, I think that's it. Um, my ho- holiday plans are that I'm going to, I'm actually going to be super busy on Monday. I have work for like four hours. And then I'm going to go to um, my sister's house. I think the plan, because we're still formulating it right now, actually. I think the plan is we're going to um, meet at one of my sister's. And then, I don't know, because I want to take my my niece, Avery, I want to take her out to a movie, Um, because I haven't done that with her, just me and her. I want to take her to a movie and then go over to my other sister's house and spend the night there. 
I don't know. Um, hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah, so then uh, New Year's, my New Year's Eve plans are very specific. I'm taking my niece and nephew, my other niece and nephew, I'm taking them to see um, Aquaman because they haven't seen it yet. And I can't wait to see it again. Oh, my God. So good. Um, and they, they do all this, like, the comic book things. Like, he wears the outfit. Black Manta is, is in it. Like, it's such a good movie. <laughs> again. Sorry. Um, yeah. And my favorite part of the movie, Nicole Kidman kicked ass. When the Atlanteans came in the very beginning to kind of, like, take her back to Atlantis, she was like, oh, hell no. Honey, get my weapon. And she beat the shit out of him. Oh, it was so amazing. I loved it, I loved it, I loved it. So, oh, and you know what? Um, I just love kick-ass women movies. I really do. And I have to say that. Sorry. I don't know why I, like, stopped everything to say that. Sorry. I just get so excited when I see stuff like that. Like, Nicole's damn near 50. And they keep saying that there's no good roles for women. And here's a good role. And this girl, she just went in and she just, ah. Oh, I can't wait to see that, that part. Um, yeah, so what else is going on? Um, uh, I don't know. And, oh, my God, I forgot. Holy crap, I can't believe I'm forgetting stuff. I'm just so overly excited because the last week threw me off. Um, yeah, I don't know what happened last week. I went to go do the show, and my laptop wasn't charging. I went to go to my desktop, and my desktop wasn't taking my internet. So I was like, what the hell? So I was like really pissed off. So I made sure this week that I don't know. I have to find out what's going on on the desktop, but that's the reason why I will always have a laptop and a desktop for backup, even though it did not work this time for me. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know what's going on with my desktop. Maybe time to get a new one, and it may be time to get a new laptop too. I don't know. We'll see. But um, I'm just so excited. I feel like I like have so many topics to talk about, and I don't know where to begin. Even though I'm halfway done with the show. Um, probably the final topic I want to talk about for the for the week. Um, I'm still booking people. The holidays has presented a challenge, which is fine. I'll probably have more guests after the new year, just to let you guys know. Um, I'm so excited with some of the guests that will be coming on. I, I'm just, I'm looking to really make the spill tea something that's more conversational than, um, oh, I wanted to have, you know, go viral or anything. I'm not worried about going viral. I don't make money off of this this uh, podcast at all, and I'm not looking to. I just want to be able to get different uh, points of view, um, inspire people. Maybe somebody will come across it, and they'll be inspired not to harm themselves, not to harm someone else. Whatever the case, I just want this podcast to be something Good. I want to be able to put good out into the um, podcast universe rather than some of the crap that gets spewed. But 
my final topic is, so I have created The Ice Princess, which is on Amazon, Kindle, Nook, BarnesandNoble.com, working on Barnes & Noble bookstores, uh, Google Play, and iTunes. So look up The Ice Princess Annie Morgan. Please, I encourage you all to buy one, a copy. Um, and I have finished, you know, and, you know, that's all set, published through iUniverse. I finished the second book. And possibly the beginning of next year, maybe by my birthday, May 1st, I will have the second book out, The, the Family Portraits. I'm going to put it through the same process through iUniverse as I did the first. It was, it's been a huge success as far as me feeling more confident in my first book to promote it. So I want the second book to have that same sort of process. So um, the third book, The It Girl, I want to hold off on. But I started to get this itch. Like I want to write another book. I want to do something. I didn't know what. I batted around different ideas and I started working on different book ideas. And I came up with this. I think a lot of people are confusing my character, Desiree Anderson, that I created with me, Emmy Morgan. So I decided to write my own autobiography, and it's called Confessions of a Black Trans Woman. I was going to call it something else, but I felt like that's the absolute title of my autobiography. If that's not just the complete and utter truthful title, I don't know whenever it is. So the prologue starts December 19th of this year. And I give some disclaimers, you know. I give some background of, you know, why I'm writing it. And then in the first chapter, it starts December 1st. 2014. What I'm trying to do is that I want this book to focus solely on the date that I started transitioning forward. Because, yes, my childhood matters and shapes who I am, but every chapter will have a different date assigned to it, an important date from December 1st, 2014 till forward. And obviously, I'm going to skip December 19th because I've already talked about that date. In those dates, I will be talking as if I'm living in that date. So whatever music came out on December, and this is just an example. So let's say, um, I don't even remember what movie came out December 2014, but I'd be referencing that but I'd also be referencing emotions and information that I knew then. And then the next date, March 18th, 2015, the first day that I took my first estrogen pill, I'll be referencing things there and my emotions there and so on and so forth. And it's been so cathartic because I also flash back to dates from the past, but that are important to that topic. So if I'm talking about, you know, um, I'll give you a little preview. On October 4th, 2015, 
I drove myself alone to see Jonathan Scott from Property Brothers and Drew Scott. And I drove to Framingham. Well, on that day, I was thinking about the fact that I'm driving by myself and I don't usually have my friends with me for my adventures. So I flashed back to most of my real significant friendships in my life. And I talk about that. And it's so cathartic to be doing this. And I have a term now. If Gwyneth Paltrow can coin uncoupling, I can coin the, the phrase uncomfortable adult conversations. That is what I'm starting to have with people in my life. So um, what I mean by that is this. Um, so when I was a kid, we moved from a three-family home that we shared with my aunts and uncles to an apartment down the street. And I always wondered why. So I reached out to my mother, and I had that adult, um, excuse me, that uncomfortable adult conversation. And I asked her, you know, I'm writing this autobiography, and I want to know, why did you move? And she's like, oh, you know, this is the reason. I'm like, oh, okay. I always wondered. Like, I'm going, this book is opening me up so much. And I'm going to be doing it throughout the rest of my life because I just think it's, it's helped me so much. This one guy today, he reached out to me and he says, oh, you're pretty, blah, blah, whatever. And I said, you know, thank you. I appreciate it. You know, did you read my profile? Yes, I, I know you're trans. I'm curious. And I said, curious about what? And he's like, curious about, you know, the trans world. I'm like, well, I don't live in the trans world. I'm a trans woman. I don't wake up in my transgender sheets, in my transgender bed, put on my transgender clothes, and drive my transgender car to my transgender job. I am a trans woman, but that's as far as it goes. There isn't a transgender lifestyle here. So if you're looking for somebody who lives that lifestyle, you're looking in the wrong place. Uncomfortable conversations by adults, but I had to do it because this guy was just like, he was not getting it. So he's like, oh, okay, well, he seems so cool. You know, I really appreciate it. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, well, can you send me a picture? And I said, well, I have pictures on my profile, which is Bumble. Oh, if you feel comfortable, sexy picture. And I'm like, all right, here we go. I said, I don't take those kind of pictures. Again, if you're looking for somebody that's different than me, you should go find her. And then I had the really uncomfortable adult conversation. I said, listen, I'm going to tell you something. I'm a trans woman. I'm not a she-male. Now, he's like, what's the difference? I said, a trans woman is somebody who wants to live a, quote, normal life, end quote, like a non-trans woman. She wants to have a relationship. She might want that relationship to turn into a marriage. She might want to adopt kids. She works. She feeds herself. She lives in a house. She wants the normal life. A female, and you can look it up on porn sites, is a woman and, excuse me, let me back up for a second, most I'm not saying all, most trans women want to have body surgery. So they do want to have a um, 
gender reassignment surgery. A female does not want gender reassignment surgery. She does porn, and she does things to promote her porn business, like sending nudes to people, like uh, promoting online, uh, you know, and, and she does randomly hook up with people because she's not looking for that love of her life. She just wants to get paid. Stop treating me like a sheet mail. I'm not that. And he still didn't get it. And he still sent me a dick pic. And I just had to block him. I just can't. If you don't understand when I'm trying to tell you something, some dropping some knowledge on you, and you just want to get your nut off, you better look somewhere else because that's not me. I am not that person. More power to my, my trans sisters. I don't know their story. I don't know why they're, you know, identifying as females and doing porn. I don't know their story. I don't live their life. But that's not me. That's not who I am. And people don't get that, they don't get it. And if that's what he's looking for, more power to him too. But look elsewhere. So yeah, I had to block him and I was really pissed off because he's super cute. He's so, like physically, I was so attracted to him. Tall, like kind of chunky a little. He looked so sweet. He had facial hair. Oh, my God. He was so my type. But inside, not my type. So I guess he wasn't my type. (laughs) I guess not. Anyway. So, yeah, it sucks dating. And the more financially stable I become, the the less I'm worried about having a relationship. I honestly... 1,000% 1,000% believe in my heart of hearts that it's going to happen. But I have a feeling it's going to happen more so later on, not right now. So we'll see. I'm not going to rush it. It's kind of annoying to wait, but yeah. I'm having a ball reaching out to my friends and hanging out with my friends. So we'll see... Um, yeah, those are all the topics that I had for this week. I'm just, um, I'm just really in a good headspace. And, um, again, I'll send out the information about Charlotte's um, Ladders GoFundMe campaign. I'm going to finish this movie under the uh, Silver Lake with um, Andrew Garfield. Hottie. Um, sorry, I had to add that in. And, um, Yeah, I hope everyone has a great holiday. I will be back next Sunday. Um, I'm not exactly sure when my next guest will come on. I'm gonna. I'm trying to. um, I'm trying to book someone, but I don't want to say who my guests are because what if they don't end up paying out for any reason? But I do. Oh, I will say that. I do plan on, uh, and I may have mentioned it before, he's a model in New York called Don Hood. He is so, so sweet, and he's probably one of the most gorgeous guys I've ever seen in my entire life. And he's hilariously funny, and we talk all the time on Twitter, so after the holidays, I'm going to try to book him. Um, There's this other guy, he's a DJ. Um, He's been through a lot. 
I think I mentioned him too. Um, so I want to book him. I actually started listening to this other podcast. Uh, it's called Safari's Earplay, and she is so awesome. She is a producer at um, Jammin 95.7 in San Diego, and she, or is it San Francisco? I think it's San Diego. And um, she's the producer with this guy, Frankie V, who, Frankie V, he took over for, if you listen to my old podcast, when I was uh, talking to Santi Violio from um, Jana 94.5, when he got fired and when Romero left, Santi took over. And first of all, Santi's fucking gorgeous. He's so hot. He's hot because he's got that, like, Italian Bostonian look where it's like, if you saw him, you would know what I'm talking about. Like, the perfectly done eyebrows for a man, not, like, perfectly done for a woman. Um, Manscaped face, like, and then sometimes he'll, like, make this face, like, it's like a sad face, but it's so fucking sexy. Oh, my God. He's so hot. Anyway. And he's got this smile. When he smiles, when he makes a sad face, it's super gorgeous. Like, I'll have to send out the picture that I'm talking about. Like, boy, he's in chills. But then, like, when he makes this, like, when he smiles in pictures, it's, like, the biggest smile you've ever seen on a human being. And you can just tell, like, looking at his smile makes you smile. And then he has this infectious laugh. He's just the sweetest guy ever. And you almost think, like, what is he like when he gets mad? Or, like, or what is he like when, like, I don't know, like, anything. He's just such a nice guy on top of being gorgeous, on top of being funny. And um, he moved, he um, got let go from that job moved back to San Diego because he used to, how do I say, okay, so he started off in Framingham, Mass., got a job in radio there, came over to San Diego, got a job here with this girl, Tati, who is the cutest Filipino woman I've ever seen in my entire life. She's so adorable. Uh, Got a job with her. They did a show. Then he moved back to Massachusetts, came back here, did jamming, um, his father had passed away, so he was here for his dad. And then after the job at Jammin um, ended, he he went back to San Diego. So I was so mad, too, because for two years he was single, and I didn't catch him. Oh, I'm so mad. He's got a girlfriend now, Courtney Joe. She's super pretty, and of course I like am so jealous of her, but I can't hate her because she's so adorable. And, yeah. But anyway, his producer on... Jamin is named Safari, and she is the coolest. Like, she's so laid back. She's so chill. And she reminds me of Issa Rae, like, from Insecure. Like, not Issa Rae, Issa Rae, but Issa from Insecure. She reminds me of her because she's just so, like, chill and laid back. And on her podcast, she talks about her sexual adventure. She talks about her personality. She talks about everything. And hopefully I get her on the show because she is just a ball of energy. I just fucking love her. She's so awesome. Um, At some point I'm going to be on her show, but I feel like I'm so square compared to her. She's just like, 
every podcast, she's got stories for days. And I've been going back. I went back, at, I, like, I think I'm that summer of this year. Like, I went backwards on her podcast. She's just so freaking funny. And she has a co-host, um, Yaz, Yasmin, who is a former porn star. And Yaz is just as funny as her. She's Molly. Like, the two of them are just so fucking hilarious. You have to listen to the podcast. I'll send that out as well. I'm sending out a lot of stuff. But, um, yeah, I hope everybody has a great holiday. Thank you so much for listening, as always. Um, I want to give a special shout-out to my friend Hala. Um, her son introduced us years and years ago, and I've given her shout-outs before. But I don't know. I just I love her. She's like a mom to me, and... I just always want her to um, be promoted and good stuff to happen for her. She's an amazing, amazing person, and I just love her to pieces. Hi, Mom. So that's it. I hope everyone, again, <laughs> like the third time I'm saying this, has a happy holiday. I will see you all before the new year, and thank you for listening as always. Still thirsty for more tea? Then check out our upcoming and archived shows right here on our Blog Talk radio page. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at The Spilled Tea and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Spilled Tea. Thanks for listening to tonight's episode of The Spilled Tea.